This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on the show, all the way from Kuwait, an athlete that needs no introduction as she's competed at the Arnold Amateur in Madrid 2014, the show of Strength Singapore 2017, and the Olympia Amateur in Hong Kong in 2017. Guys, you are in for a treat. Reshmi Revy blesses us at the halftime show, only in the heart of Sharjah, on Pulse 95. You don't want to miss this, folks. Stay tuned for more. Some fire coming up after the break on Pulse 95. You're You're listening listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Boy, am I excited to welcome on the show a veteran in the game and someone who's flown all the way from Kuwait to be on the Halftime Show. Rishmi Revi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so awesome to be here. Hey, listen, the fact you flew all the way down here for us, man, we are so honored and blessed to have you here. Aww. Yeah, man. Thank you. It, it, means, it means a lot to us. It means a lot to us, for sure, 100%. Rishmi, you're an athlete and who's been involved in several sports. A question that gets asked a lot is nutrition. Now, I want to dive into that even more. And what I want to say is, uh, now that we know that one size doesn't fit all, but what works for you as a female competitor? And does that depend on what sport you do? Because I know you've done quite a few sports. Yeah, so I've done competitive bodybuilding, as you yeah. as like as we, we know. And then prior to that, I was in martial arts, predominantly Muay Thai boxing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, this year, I did a half marathon just to... You know, just to throw just, it in the mix. Just casual, yes, you know, just you know, a half marathon. Brushing it off my shoulder because I can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so definitely nutrition plays a vital role. And you're right. When I prepped for, say, three of these um, different genres of fitness, uh, definitely my nutrition was different. Um, How? How was it different? Well, for for bodybuilding, obviously, uh, building muscle mass is key yeah. for me and shredding as well. So I ended up doing a lot of uh, carb cycling. Talk to us about that. I was hoping you'd give me that, that, really, that really, comment. Yes. Really? So basically, we periodize our nutrition eating program where I, for me, this is on a personal level, yes. I would start off by having a good amount of carbs, a good amount of protein, and a good amount of uh, fat. So when we talk about protein in this instance, uh, because it's lifting and we're trying to build muscle, I usually will calculate it anywhere between 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of my body weight. Right. And then um, depending on my activity levels uh, of my fitness program or my fitness routine, I would also then plan out my carb intake for that day. 
And then slowly, as time progressed, usually I would give myself either a 12 to 16 week plan. Okay. You know, before I would step on stage and so forth, I would then cycle out my carbs. And the reason why I would do that is to ensure that I wouldn't plateau. Because, you know, time and time again, when you start eating like the same like foods and the same meals, like your body goes, okay, I'm going to get used to this. Mm -hmm. So to switch things up a bit, I would... um, cycle out my carbs. I know it sounds really silly, but it is what it is. So for example, so if I was, if it was a leg day today, Mm -hmm. I would try to vary my carb intake anywhere on the high end of, of the scale. So anywhere between like 250 grams to about 400 grams of carbs, depending on how heavy my activity level for that day was. Right. Bear in mind, I'm, when I'm in comp prep mode, I'm training two to three times a day. So that's why... You know, my carbohydrate intake would, would oh, thank you. Hey, listen, we give you credit. I like to thank the Academy <laughs> and the uh, Foreign Press. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I would, um, I would, I would uh, have my carbs on a higher intake and then just say if it was a rest day and I'm going to do active recovery, so I'm going to go for a yoga class. Okay. You know, then I would go low. Okay, okay. And, you know, something you mentioned there, keywords, planning, you train three times a day, you, you seem to manage things. But one of the things that often, you know, females and even male discuss is managing hormones. Now, yes. what, what I'm trying to dig into now is, is hormones is something at times is, is overlooked in sport. Talk to me more about how you manage your hormones in competition and sustaining the lifestyle you live. I'm just going to put it out there for you, yeah. okay? I'm more of a do-as-I-say trainer, not okay. do-as-I-do. Okay. So Isn't that often the case with everyone, though? I know, I know, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm just saying. So, like, for example, I would advocate to my clients, like, you should be getting at least eight hours of sleep a day because mm-hmm. if you were to not get a minimum of eight hours, your testosterone levels, for example, would drop by 10%. Yeah. But here I am prepping for a competition and surviving on three to five hours of right, sleep. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, adding on to that, the way that you do things is, is kind of funny, but a lot of people do are better at giving the advice than actually doing Of course. It. But, but you, my dear, uh, are a professional at the highest level because I've seen, I've seen what you've done. Um, I've followed you, obviously, for a while. The bodybuilding is impressive, but the boxing and mixed martial arts has been a passion of yours. Now, you've traveled the world and experienced different disciplines. What's, what is it that keeps that relationship so strong between you and boxing and Muay Thai? You know, at, at the heart of it all, it actually goes down or goes back to my family, like mm-hmm. my grandfather. So I'm, I'm half Indian and I'm half Chinese. So mm-hmm. my dad's side where he's Indian. Like his great grandparents originated from Kerala, India. Yeah. And then my mother, she's Chinese. So if you trace back her roots, it goes back all the way to mainland China. Wow. And somehow they ended up meeting in Malaysia. So I was born and raised in Malaysia. Okay. Now, growing up, uh, I'm daddy's little girl, if you <laughs> did not get the memo. Yeah. If you couldn't tell by now. And um, what'd you call that? My dad and I used to watch a lot of sports together. Okay. And, you know, I. I wouldn't know what would be what was going on, but it was like my family time with my dad. So watching a lot of sports, especially like boxing, mm-hmm. and he told me he used to tell me that my grandfather, like his dad, used to do a lot of martial arts as well. In particular, I think it was jujitsu. Right. So it's in the so it's in the blood basically. It's a, basically, and he was also a bodybuilder, okay. which was which was really interesting. So right. this, you know, it goes down to that. And you know, when I was. Um, 
seven. In our family, we have two girls and a boy, so my brother is the youngest. I'm the middle child. Right. That I... I, couldn't, I, have, I couldn't have told. I, I don't have middle <laughs> child syndrome. Just just, just, just to let everybody there. else know. Yeah, just putting it out there. On Pulse95 FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I like that. Well, listen, guys, if you have any questions for Rishmi, she's with us in the studio today live. If you have any questions, text us on 4215, it's a salat or do, or slide into our DMs at Omar Duri or Pulse95 Radio. Coming up next... We talk technology in sport, competing, and how important the mindset is in achieving your goal only, and I say only, in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95. Talk about radio. Talk about radio. It's Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. If you're just tuning in and want to catch up on any of our episodes on the Halftime Show, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show or Omar Duri and we will come up. If you like it, share it. And if it's worthy of you sharing it, then review it and let us know what you think. Remember, this is all about the audience, all about people mixing up with us. Shout out to everyone who's on our Instagram live tuning in right now. Shout out to our special guest, hello, Rashmi. Hello, hello, Rashmi's hello. in the building. What? Um, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for being here. It's um, been a while. It has, right? Like we've been we've been friends for like what a billion years now. Ten years, T- nine years, ten ten years, ten years, ten years. Yeah, yeah. And you've seen we're talking about that. You've been in the game for a long time, um, Rashmi. If and you've seen fads, gadgets, and trends left, right, and center. Yep. What's your take on technology in sport? Uh, technology in sport. Mm-hmm. It's very pervasive these days. Like, you can't get away from it. I'll give you an example. Back in the day when you and I used to play sports, yeah. what do we used to wear? T-shirts, yeah. right? Just normal T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Even the clothes and the fabric that w- what we wear now and even athletes and what they wear, mm-hmm. it's, there's, it's like there's strands of technology in it. It's Correct. like wicking, yeah. it wicks away your sweat. It's dry fit, yeah. you know, so it's very pervasive uh, pervasive and integrated. Mm-hmm. So we have that. And then also like, um, it. I think it gives us accountability in what we do, whether it's like you're playing sports or if you're even working out. Because like nowadays you wouldn't even see anybody without say a Fitbit right in their arms kind of yeah. oh oh you don't you don't wear oh <laughs> we're in the studio by the way so it doesn't count but like you know like for people like no, me that, who are really messing. who are really pedantic right. I'm very pedantic about counting my steps really? I'm like I'm like okay I've done 6,000 steps today well, see, that's, in Sharjah that's perfect so if you I guess you answered my, my next question I was going to say if you could have one piece of technology to use okay. what would it be can it be like one and a half it wouldn't be my. It wouldn't be my watch, to be honest. Okay, you're giving, can, you're giving the clue away already. I like. I have to work out with my phone. Okay. Why? For music, okay. not to take a selfie to make my workout count. <laughs> in case, in case that was what everybody was wondering. <laughs> okay, I am okay. not that so, kind of person. So it would be music. Yes. Is that the half or the one? That's that's the one. Okay. And then the half would be my Bluetooth headphones. Okay. And I have to do that because if I if I don't wear my like Bluetooth headphones and stuff, people will come up and talk to me. I still get like guys coming up and trying to give me advice oh, because boy. in the region over here, 
you know, what dictates being a personal trainer is having the XY chromosome. Interesting. Mm. And actually, yeah, I want to add on to that. So you, your music and your headphones is the thing. What's What are you listening to? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to music? What stimulates your brain when you're training? Um, I like, I'm more of a hip hop kind of girl. Okay. Hip hop and EDM. Okay, okay. Are in my, my workout jams. All right, that so, sounds good. That sounds so, good. Yeah. And and you competed in 2014, 2017. Uh, what was that experience like for you? I initially, I initially competed in 2013. So okay. my first uh, bodybuilding show was in Budapest. Right. And it was the International Bikini Cup. So for female bodybuilding, you have different categories. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I started off like in the bikini section, which is like you have to be really waif and really like skinny, like you have form. Yeah. And the reason why I got into that was because I actually tore my ACL. I tore my knee. Right. Okay. And I had, uh, I needed surgery. So one of my fitness goals to myself was post-surgery, I was like, okay, I'm going to get up on stage. It's not like I'm going to learn how to walk again. I'm going to get up on stage. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay. Thank yeah, yeah, you. you got it. <laughs> so, uh, what'd you call that? Uh, so it took me 15 months. Yeah. And my end result was getting up on stage in my my clear heels. Oh boy, well, I wouldn't know how that feels. That's that's for sure. But talk to me about your mindset when approaching this. Now, obviously, you'd had the, you'd had the injury, and you've stepped into this uh, competitive environment. What's going through your mind when you approach the stage in front of all these people? I initially thought it would be like my fighting days when I used to compete in Muay Thai. Yeah. But it's it's a completely different mindset because when you actually compete in bodybuilding, you you get up on stage and you go alone and like like both sports like I'm comparing like Muay Thai versus uh, my bodybuilding competitions um, 90 percent of the prep or 90 percent of your success lies in your prep time hey guys you heard that so it yeah. just always goes back to preparation is key is key and and Spot on with that. And with all these different competitions and different disciplines you've been working at, you know, with the wealth of knowledge you have, Rishmi, what does travel add to your education? It adds a lot of things, though. Um, one thing travel adds that it that education can't mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. life life's lessons in the present flesh. Right. You okay. know, and it also teaches me to be, you know, I'm so blessed being able considering I work in the Middle East, yeah. that I'm able to travel now. I never used to do that, even though, even when I lived in London. Yeah. And when I travel now, like, I'm able to uh, be more compassionate or uh, be humble that I'm given so many opportunities. And I don't think I would have, I would be this, I know it's really arrogant and it's a contradiction for me to say this. Say what you got to say. I, I don't think it would, I would be this down to earth or or this authentic uh, authentic or this me yeah if it wasn't for me being based in this region and having the opportunity to right. travel yeah which is which has led you into exploring different things empathizing with different situations being able to handle different characters yeah, and seeing how you rise to the challenge exactly, like for yeah. example like you went to thailand didn't yeah. you yeah i did yeah yeah and like so when i first went to the the fight camps over there and then I was like, holy crap, yes. I'm going to be training seven hours a day, oh, every yeah. day for oh, 30 days. Yeah. So it builds character. It does. It does. And you know what? 
coming up next, we put Reshmi through the fire round. No. As you know, she's pretty cool in the studio. You know, she's got her own swag going on, but we need to raise the temperature here at Pulse95. What? So if you have any questions, text us on 4215, it's or do, or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio or at Omar Alduri, and we will shout you out and mention your question in the final segment. Stay tuned for a lot more. The Heart of Shaja. This is Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Yes, yes, welcome back to the Halftime Show as we are catching our breath following UFC 242. This week was madness. And here I have someone who's involved in boxing, who's involved in competing, who's involved in Muay Thai. God, she does it all. But now I'm going to try and get her out of her comfort zone a little bit. And I'm going to throw her into the fire round. Rishmi, are you ready? I am. Okay, I'll try my best. So this is how the fire round goes. I'm going to throw a few things your way. I just want to hear your thoughts on it. It could be one word. It could be a sentence. But we've got quite a few to get through. So I'm going to shoot off. And I'm going to start off with aesthetics versus performance. Performance. Why? Because... Aesthetics is only, it's only superficial. It's knee deep. Whereas performance at the end of the day, you're judged by how hard you've worked and put the the effort in in everything. So performance all the way, baby. Yeah, you started off with a great answer. Okay. Uh, Imagine if I said aesthetics. Yeah, you'd be yeah. like, get out hey, of my listen, show. Hey, hey <laughs> whatever suits your boat. Um, hardest injury suffered? Uh, quite a few. I've had a couple of black eyes. Yeah, not too yay. Mm-hmm. But ACL? ACL would yeah. have been my worst. Okay. Keto craze. You're going to hate <laughs> me because I've done my homework and I know your stance on this, okay. but um, I kind of like it. Okay. Because like I said, I incorporate it in my carb cycling days. Yeah. So the days that when I go low or if I want to like shred down just a wee bit and we're talking for bodybuilding and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I would go three to four days on a on a keto Esque plan. Right. That said, if I if I am feeling really tired, mm-hmm. and then the next day my training program is really heavy, yeah. I'm gonna carb up. Okay. So, That's so, yeah. but the thing is, what I in like, moderation though. But what I like about what you're saying is, you're saying planning, you're saying preparation, you're saying science and knowledge. That's why I back what you said. Okay. I'm not against keto. I'm not against it. Yeah, yeah. The other thing also is a lot of people don't realize they think that like for. Uh, the ketogenic diet and stuff they think like okay if I eat a ton load of fat and I don't supervise you know my fat intake I'm on keto no it's there's actually as you said there's a science and there's a structure and a method behind it right absolutely love that answer Um, what's your guilty pleasure keep it clean (laughs) (laughs) I was like shall I say something with the double entendre I actually, you know, I try to eat clean, but my guilty pleasure, I would say, is watching Netflix and eating ramen noodles oh. with my other half, with my with my better half. Okay, okay, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, what do you think of CrossFit? See, again, <laughs> why? Why, that's are you, why? Why are you putting me in this spot? That's man? why we you know? call it the fire round. We try and get you a little hot okay. under the color. Okay, I'll. Uh, no, no, no. I'm always hot. Don't get it twisted. Oh, but I like, like that. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. But um, I have a love hate relationship with CrossFit. Okay. I don't 
uh, practice it mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have friends that do, and I'm cool with it. But I, for for one, don't like the scene in Kuwait. Okay. Because the people pr- who predominantly practice CrossFit in the country that I live in mm-hmm. don't practice humility, integrity, and good sportsmanship. Okay. So, yeah. That's I'll, a fair point. Uh, that's why I asked it. I mean, everyone everyone has their own take on it. Again, I'm not against it. Yeah, yeah. I've I've gotten a lot of like flack for that. So, yeah. yeah CrossFit isn't my favorite in the country that I currently live in. Right. But if you're a CrossFitter and you practice like in London, yeah. in Malaysia, Singapore, yeah. wherever else, that's fine because I've I have a lot of CrossFit friends and they're cool. It's just something about the country that I currently live in. And the people that practice CrossFit there, uh, no. Hey, fair enough. Okay, and talk to me about your favorite gear to train in. My Asics shoes. Asics, Ke- Asics is a favorite, you know. A lot Keanu's. of people say that. Yeah, a lot of people say that. It's the Keanu's. I, I switched to that um, after my ACL surgery. Yeah. And it's really comfortable to run in. I can run for hours. And I'm, if you look at me, I'm technically not a runner. I don't like... Hey, me neither. You and me both. You know, but uh, I love them. And all my clients are ASICS converters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about empowerment? I try to do that every day with all my clients. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Favorite sport? That's a lot. One. Uh, Muay Thai. Okay, good. And then social media. Love-hate relationship. Yeah, right? Really, really bad love-hate Very quickly, why love and why hate? I love it because you're your own brand ambassador, mm-hmm. you know, and it gives you the platform. It gives me the platform to socialize with people that come up and ask me questions. I even train clients, by the way, in Canada. Okay, nice. So International right okay. International try, try in be, the building. Try to be, yo, this, Oprah, this Oprah, woman, you know. Oprah Alduri. <laughs> <laughs> we had a private joke. <laughs> off air. Um, Rishmi called me Oprah Alduri. That's the first time I've ever been called that in my life. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, okay. Uh, um, yeah, hate, it, hate it because, you know, I'm a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. In the line of work that you and I, what we do as trainers, our industry is one of the most unregulated industries ever. You don't need a qualification to be a trainer. If you think about it, like nowhere does it say you need to be qualified, you need to go to school and you need to learn. So social media, sometimes my hate or my distaste for it has given people the platform you know, people who th- who wake up one day and go like, mm, the wind is blowing west. <laughs> I've decided I'm going to be a trainer. Oh so boy. therefore I am and I'm going to put it on my social media status. Yeah. yeah, I do have a gripe about that. And that's why you're a veteran in the game. All right. What's your favorite cartoon? Daffy Duck. Suffering Suckatash. Yo. Or Miss Piggy when you go like, hiya. Okay, if you could be the best at any sport that you're not good at, what would it be? Uh, if I could be the best at a sport that I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, sleeping. If sleeping was a sport, because I don't sleep. Hey, listen, a lot of people say that, you know. It's not a sport, but I'll give that to you. A lot of people say they don't sleep. And that's one of the things we all preach, right? Yes. Hey. Do as I say, <laughs> don't do as I do. <laughs> I you like know. That. Okay, uh, equality. Um... It should be for all, but unfortunately, especially in this region, if you're a female trainer, you still face discrimination. Really? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, The last song played on your playlist, seeing that we mentioned that early in segment one, for those who are listening, 
music plays a big part hip-hop is a big part for you what was the last song you played when you were training California Love by Tupac <laughs> oh put it up there flip okay. it down upside down yo and also um, being vegan yeah no okay. I'm such a car- carnivore okay and um, who's your role model my dad my dad love that shout out to my dad uh, in Malaysia my dad is uh, in a critical stage of his life because he's unfortunately suffering from Alzheimer's mm-hmm. so he's bedridden and he ended up having it really early because he's only 69 and um, yeah and my dad actually my mom and dad they always inspire me to to do better and work harder and really hustle that, that's that those are proper role models you know, right? shout, shout out, shout out to the fam, shout out to the fam in Malaysia, right? Yes. Yeah, and hopefully when they hear this, they'll be uh, very, very proud, as we all are. And my dad, um, my my mom's gonna play this podcast to my dad. Amazing. I'm looking forward to that. I want to hear what they think about it. Um, okay, and what inspires you? Uh, it's all about paying it forward. I've been blessed abundantly, mm-hmm. and you know, I've had some really amazing people help me and mentor me throughout the way and that's what I try to do with my peers in my industry Yeah. so I just try to pay it forward okay nice and uh, last but not least your favorite radio station Pulse95 FM baby what what (laughs) (laughs) thanks for tuning in guys we've got one more segment coming up right after the prayer so stay tuned for more on Pulse95 thank you you're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Welcome to the Halftime Show. Guys, it's almost full time on the Halftime Show. You know, time flies when you're having fun, especially <laughs> when your guest comes from Kuwait. Oh, just you know for it. the show. You know it. Oh, my God. This has been fire i've really enjoyed it big up to reshmi for coming thank down thank you for having me uh, just just for the show man and, and you know what the 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 viewers and the listeners have spoken my dear and there's a lot of people from across the world who are tuned in to the halftime show i gotta give a shout out to claudine uh, brian linda roe from london ahmed Baris from egypt larissa Tarek from the uae a9vv um and hanan and also a special shout out to Maria Alduri, who is tuned in what? from her office. We love office. you, Maria. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Maria. Um, she actually, there's a couple of questions that came in, and one of them that came in for you, um, Rishmi, is how does Rishmi know when her body needs rest, and does she listen to it, or does she continue to push through her limits? You want the honest truth? Yes. I'm supposed to give myself a break. So usually when I'm training, like out of seven days, I will take a day off. Mm-hmm. But that rarely happens. <laughs> That's the truth, though, right? <laughs> it is. And when do you and, and and adding on to that, when do you know when to break? When my body's literally breaking down, or a uh, what do you call it, a station short of breaking down. I try to like push through because I think it's more psychological. Yeah. For me, um, but when I wake up, it just depends on my mood. If I'm tired, I will take it easy. I won't do, I would not not do anything. I would yeah. go for like a swim, a yoga class, a Pilates, yeah. something nice and easy. Yeah. And then the next day, the grind. And and when you do it. your swim, is that, is that your active recovery days or is that considered just a rest day? 
arrested. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. I try to. I try to lift. Even now, I try to lift like uh, six times a week. Okay. And like I'm not competing at the moment, but yeah. But it's psychological. If I don't do it, and like in the morning, so in the mornings before my like workload, I will run for 30 to 40 minutes, and then in the evening I'll try to uh, lift. And then on some days I'll do that and lift, and I teach indoor cycling. Okay. Is there anything you don't do? Save the world. Oh, there you go. Save I like humanity, that. yo. I like that. <laughs> and you know, you, you spoke about um, earlier, if you just tuned in, guys, we've been talking to Reshma Revi today about competing, about uh, technology in sport, about how hormones are managed on the body. It's an awesome show. Uh, if you do miss it out, you can catch us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. Um, 2020, Reshma, is just a few months away. Right? Don't you feel the years are passing? Isn't that crazy? I was like, I was like, wasn't this January? Wasn't it my birthday on the twentieth? <laughs> like, wasn't it? <laughs> Remind us. We're gonna give her a shout on the twentieth of January. Um, hopefully, inshallah, in two thousand and twenty, from Pulse ninety five. Um, <laughs> with with that, you mentioned earlier something I loved actually in terms of planning and preparation. What have you got planned and prepared for two thousand and twenty? Well, nothing set in stone yet, but I actually want to take up a sport, and okay. I want to see how far I can push myself to it. Yeah. I don't really want to name... I have the sport in mind, but I don't want to... Do it. Say it out Do now. Do it exclusive. First time. Well, see, when I, when I picked up martial arts, yeah. I just told myself I'm going to be good at it. Right. And then I was. <laughs> she no, is, no. She is pretty good at it, but I've held the pads for <laughs> She can hit. Oh, yeah. So, I actually tried my hand in archery. And I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I want to get serious with it. Okay. Well, you heard it first here on the Halftime yeah, Show. She's going to be taking know. up something. And we're going to be tuned into her uh, next season to see what she's doing and how well she's doing it. But before we go, um, Rishmi, I want to ask you, you know, where can the Halftimers, you know, my, all of the people that tune into us, we call them the Halftimers, right? Ooh. Where can, where, up, where can the Halftimers follow you? You mean... Social media. Don't, don't I co-host with you on a monthly basis? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, that position is almost taken now by you. You know, you and Maria are both trying to get that co-host spot. And right now, I have to say, you guys are pretty awesome. Yo, so, uh, you know, thank you're you, probably bless. definitely going to outstage me for sure. Oh, but um, I don't think so, Oprah Alduri. <laughs> but, like, but where can they know. follow you? Um, you can catch me on my social media at Kuwait Misfit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you spell so, that for so them? So that's yeah. Q8, the yeah. number, mm-hmm. and then Miss, M-I-S-S, mm-hmm. and then Fit. Awesome. It's a play on words. Love it. So I'm available on that, on Twitter, um, Snapchat, not so much. Yeah. Um, and I'm always around. Awesome. I awesome. love talking and meeting new people. So. Well, listen, you've been amazing on the show. Thank um, you. God, the show is, it's, we've now reached full-time on the halftime show guys what and that tells you it's time to wrap up but you can tune into the halftime show every saturday monday and wednesday three to four and if you do miss us like i said earlier you can catch us on apple podcast or soundcloud just type in omar alduri or the halftime show and catch up on all your favorite shows like this legend that we have right here in the house today who will be back she will be back on a monthly basis hey listen <laughs> with open arms we will embrace you here on Pulse 95 uh, thank you so much for tuning in thank guys thank you have a blessed day Reshmi it's been an honour and a pleasure to have you here yes thank you same here thank you so much so for blessed. being here and guys coming up next 
we got some music for you. Stay tuned. And by the way, I have to shout out Anna Schofield and Big Hass have their show at five. Guys, those two are amazing. Stay tuned for that. Um, Anna Schofield is hilarious. Big Hass is the man. And I love them. And you guys love them. So stay tuned for that. On the only on the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.